It's time for building the game. Building the game. With Jason and friends. Tabletop game design. The fun forever It's at the end of the episode. That's when it technically ends. Hello and welcome to Building the Game, a documentary podcast. Today is Monday, May 1st, and you're listening to episode 570. As always, I am your host, Jason. Here today, here today, once again, joined by one of my favorite people in the world, at least in the game design world, that is Julio Nasario. Hello. Hey, Jason. How's it going? Good. It's good to have you here. Yeah. Again, uh, I, I, I don't feel bad about that. Yeah, it makes sense. We're definitely very uh, game design focused friends, for sure. <laughs> So sometimes there's a little bleed on the personal side, and I appreciate that too. Yeah, me too. Me too. Me too. I always want to get personal. It's fine with me. So, uh, sounded weirder than I intended it to, but it's all good. It's all good. So, yep, yep, uh, yep. so what have you been up to there, sir? Well, it's, I guess it's been over a month since I was last on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm currently in Tennessee, yep. uh, for work. Uh, so it kind of it's a good opportunity to always record, uh, but also uh, to reach out to people from my design past yes. in Tennessee. Um, so I, I I went to a you know a designer's house yesterday and and we play tested some stuff. Uh, he his name is TK. Um, he's designed this game called Galactic Cruise Heavy Euro. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm not the audience for those kind of games, but I can still enjoy them. Uh, it was a lot. It was like a four-hour play test. Um, wow. But, oh, but it, <laughs> that is, I my brain literally, I would be like, when we're done, I'd be like, I can't give you feedback because I, I just need to go take a nap. No, but here's the thing. And I've, I've, I guess I've always been, or I used to be really good at that with the feedback things. Of course, as you're playing, things come to mind. And right, and just right. so I don't forget, I always write it down. You know, I have my mm-hmm. phone. And I always let people know, just so you know, I'm not going to be on my phone texting or anything. I'm just kind of writing down my notes so I don't forget. And even then. Wait, this game is awful. <laughs> but, but it was funny because thinking back today, I was like, I I knew I wrote I wrote this, but I didn't even mention it because, you know, the whole conversation with the feedback, uh-huh. I'm not going through step by step on my notes either. Right. So right. even then things were missed, but uh, it was fun. It was fun. It definitely not something I've done. I haven't done in a while. But uh, interestingly enough, my my mom has been in town in Asheville, you know, and, and having her has been really good, um, mm-hmm. you know, to get. Yeah, a little break in the in, in a sense, right? So I was able to go one uh, to the one of the games in North Carolina meeting, and nice. and I'm telling you, I'm I'm very excited the way it's going here in Asheville. Um, you know, when I moved here, well, I guess there in uh, 2018, you know, I started the group with with one other guy named Yudi, and and we for a time we two of us and three, four, five people, you know, sometimes, oh, we got six people. That's cool. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. one of the last meetings, there were 16 people. Wow. Um, so That's progress right it, there. Wow. Yeah. It's, and, I, and again, I haven't been involved for, for a couple months. So it's good to see that kind of growth and people joining the hobby and learning it through the, this process and, and people being able to, to, you know, mentor others. Mm-hmm. So that's been really, really cool. Um, but on the 
on the game design side, um, I last time I mentioned that I had a uh, deadline for uh, Boriken to get mm -hmm. the uh, the solo play for game one uh, ready and the rules. Um, right, right. So the rules, you know, it, it was a tough thing, but I'm glad, of course, you know, once you finish something, you're like, oh, yeah, I'm so glad I did it, right? Yeah. So I am very glad I did it, and I actually got the first article draft from that first uh, play from GMT, and mm -hmm. and it's it's gonna be really cool. They're gonna have it on nice. their inside GMT uh, series thing, so mm -hmm. it's gonna be a couple of articles featuring Borink, and so it's gonna be pretty cool. I think I think this year's the year. It's gonna go that's over awesome. that five hundred. So I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited. You, I'm excited. Yeah. That's great. And last but not least, uh, Banshai, You know, I guess in, in their Discord they kind of. Uh, uh, announced Champion Land, which is the name of the mm -hmm. uh, sports series coming from mm -hmm. from them. Uh, and the first one is Track and Field. Um, and at this point, I'm set on, you know, I, I said, you know, I had eight and I'm like, well, I just want to have an even 10. So even though they've only signed three, I want to plan for success and not just expect failure. Yeah. So I, uh, I designed... Um, I think I mentioned it in the past, uh, boxing and, and gymnastics are the last mm -hmm. two. That's so awesome. I've been testing those, you know, but but I'm ready at this point to start moving into, you know, getting in, into the more heavier stuff that I want to design on. That's so. cool. Well, in Buttonshy, too, it's, it's good to be prepared with them because, I mean, they're a company that's very flexible when it comes to if they start to have success with a game line, they're mm -hmm. likely to say, all right, let's, you know, let's do more of it. And it's it's easy for them because they're so good at um, their process now for the type of games that they make that yeah i think that's really smart to be to be ahead of that good good thinking yeah yeah and again they're they're uh, very different from i i think what the audience the one chai audience is used to uh because these are essentially 18 card parlor games they're all again represented sport and they're easy to teach quick to play and you want to play over and over that's kind of the whole right. thing with yep. these um, so it, we'll, we'll see how their audience takes it. So, you know, uh, I'm, I'll, I'm, I'm excited, obviously it's That's any, great. any type of game that gets out there. So I'm, what about I, you? Uh, oh, sorry. Me. So I was just going to say, I, I know I'm excited about them. Those really feel like something like right in the vein of what, like I would love to try. So, um, for me, um, had some good updates. Um, Kelly Hoagland's been in town. Um, so he's not staying with me, but he's staying uh, around the area and at Airbnb, so we've been able to get together a few times and um, we were able to finish up our rolling rights we were working on, at least to the point where we can now send them to the publisher and have the publisher, you know, take a look and see uh, if we're on the right track with those. And uh, hopefully I'll have him on the show, uh, I'm sure, before he leaves to, to do an episode and we'll chat about that in detail. And then him and I are, we as we finished that, we said, what should we work on, you know? Um, he's here in person, like, let's try and do something that we can do in person, right? Not just something we would normally do online. So we decided on making a dexterity game that's kind of silly and fun about uh, it's uh, dexterity with route building involved in worker placement, <laughs> uh, which I've not seen that combination before. I know I've seen worker placement for sure, uh, but we're just interested. There's, in giving prob there's probably a, yeah, there's probably a reason for that, but yeah. Right. But So in this case, <laughs> you know, the game is supposed to be silly and lighthearted, quick to play, yeah. easy to learn will be the idea. Uh, making fun combinations uh, of okay. things 
Um, so we're excited about that. And I'll have him, when I have him on, we'll probably pitch that and talk a bit more about that. We literally just started working on it today. I'm already 3d printing pieces for it because you know, like we need some stick. We know what we want for it to be able to test it. Uh, so it's pretty great to just be like, let's just make some stuff and just try it out. Um, it's been a while since I've been able to do that. It's pretty exciting. Um, so I'm working with, uh, banana and I have our game coming out with skybound, uh, no context, which is it's announced. It's out there. It comes out uh, end of next month, and um, it's crazy to be working with a larger company like this. It's kind of a new thing for me. And like, so they're like, "Hey, we've got somebody there from our company. They're going to interview you to write an article, mm-hmm. and then our PR people want to talk to you about this and this." And uh, that was just different than I'm used to. So that was a little, it was a little different, you know? Yeah. Um in different in a positive way i mean i'm not saying it's bad i think it's super cool uh it's just a little different um and then uh jamie one of our other co-hosts they were able to show us some pictures from gamma where the game was being highlighted uh, which is pretty cool so um and skybound's gonna send banana and i copies of the game so that we can see them ahead of time which i'm stoked about and then the only other update i have uh was a fun publisher thing where Michael Wasbrock and I had thrown out uh, some game pitches to mass market publishers for our game. You are here. Um, and uh, which is like our, it's a where's Waldo style game where you use emojis to uh, try to locate where specific uh, people are on a map. Um, and it's super fun. It's a little brain Bernie, uh, but it's fun. And we had sent this out to these publishers and, and, Six months, I think, after sending it out to a publisher and having written it off, just I sent them a video, basically. They came back and said, hey, is this still available? We want to see this and we want to play a prototype in person with our team. This this looks like a really cool take on these mechanics. Um, so we were like, yes, <laughs> absolutely. So I'm going to send them a PNP tomorrow because they offered that. And it's only like 54 cards and a couple full page things uh so it's just gonna be faster to do that than to send it all the way to where they are so um so i'm pretty stoked about that and um yeah those are my kind of big game design updates um it's exciting (laughs) stuff i'm stoked about it and it's funny that you mentioned that because i had something similar happen to me um but this one was uh, a game that i had pitched last year and there was uh, you know interest from the publisher about signing it and we were in the process of uh, you know, getting our contract terms, um, and then something happened to this. Something personal happened to the to the publisher, uh, and you know, I kind of gave him a month or two and reached out, and yeah, we're still interested. And then uh, two months, and I reached out, and uh, maybe they said yes, we're still interested. And then I just said, you know, whatever, uh, right. and just uh, and then I, I guess uh, la- a couple of weeks ago. They reached out and said, "Hey, so sorry, it's been been through a lot, and and uh, they're still interested in signing it, and and asked if I was still interested." And I, you know, as a designer, is one of those things that we've talked about, mm-hmm. and having those, you know, expectations and and boundaries, and kind of respecting mm-hmm. yourself in a sense, so people, others can respect you. I just said, you know, what you, I I know you probably had a lot of, and I, this is not verbatim. But uh, I knew you had a lot of things going on, but, you know, you kind of ghosted me in a sense and that, you know, mm-hmm. that wasn't cool. Um, and, you know, I, I would still be interested in working the game, but I just want to make sure that, you know, that that came across and, you know, I I can 
let that go and and we can proceed with you know right with working right. on the game right and 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 he said yeah, yeah i really appreciate that and you know i apologize again and all that so um still haven't signed the game again uh but they said they were gonna send something out in this week so we'll see right and so now i think the telling thing will be like now that kind of the expectations have been set and everything's in order now do they follow through right because if they don't that's when you get that red flag of like you know maybe maybe this is the wrong fit um yeah and yeah, that's tough yeah. that's super tough with publishers i mean publishers are people and so mm-hmm. sometimes things happen and you know i always think about like um there was a kickstarter that uh, a small company did i don't remember who it was um it may have even been like mark from grand gamers guild originally and they were like listen as long as like i don't die like this kickstarter is gonna get like fulfilled and i thought like first of all let's not tempt fate here friends uh and this is you know but like when you think about these like small publishers like stuff can happen right i mean like yeah i mean if stuff stuff can happen in their personal lives and stuff and that can completely derail a game even when it's to the point of a kickstarter and funded and you know um you literally just never know what's going to happen with those and that's a little it can be a little little daunting right and and you know i mean not just for us as designers but for them as publishers too right because obviously they don't want to fail they want to come through so yeah so. yeah yeah and 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 that's obviously you know but also from from our side as designers there's there's also a, a, there's a line you know Oh, um, oh no, I'm not saying there's. I'm absolutely no, not no, saying no. there's not. Uh, I, 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 and I, yes, yeah. and I, and I know, and I know that. Um, and sometimes is is kind of hard to see that line for us, especially because we do want to get those games out there, even if it's your first game or your tenth game. Mm-hmm. There's always that thing of you want to get more of them out there. That never right. stops. So yeah, yeah, it it really does not stop. Like it's it's like an addiction of like i gotta get more games right <laughs> this is how it feels yeah yeah so so but uh it's ultimately i'm excited about it it's yeah, it's yeah, uh, right? a, a game that as you know i've been pitching games in the last year mm-hmm. uh, from things that i've already had and and prepare uh, ready for for a while mm-hmm. so all these games i believe in and i'm excited to see them in the wild in any form well, I think it's a side note before we jump into this semi-related topic here. You have to ask yeah. yourself with each game that you do, like what what is your goal for this game and what is your like what are you willing to to I I, I hate to use the word settle, right? Like what are you willing to settle for with your game? Like what is the goal of what you want to see your game do? We all want every game to be successful, right? But like, I think that it's on us as designers to know our games well enough and to say this is special in this way. This game has a chance of doing bigger things, right? I know with Banana and I in no context, finding the right publisher was very important to us because we knew that it had the potential to be a mass market hit, right? Um, based on the gameplay and things like that. And obviously there are a ton of factors, but when we looked at the games we had worked on, it was like this one's got legs. I think that, you know, it could do this thing. Right. Um, and so we're, we said, we're going to hold out till we find, you know, the right publisher. But I also think that if you've got a game that your is smaller or, you know, like a great example, this champion land game you're doing right with button shot, button is an amazing company. Anybody's lucky to work with them. 
their reach is different than a mass market publisher, right? Mm-hmm. But like when you look at the game that became Champion Land, you knew that the chance of having like, you know, Hasbro buy 10 unrelated games that were related games that sell as a pack was probably not in the cards, right? It could be, but like, <laughs> and you could hold out for that. Or you could do the model you did, which is, hey, I'm going to sign three of these with a company. Hope it does well, and then I can sign more with them, and we can get more of them out, right? Um, yeah. I think that deciding, kind of knowing what your expectations are and absolutely what you want it to be is important with, with every game, right? Um, yep. So yeah, that I you agree. can feel good about the level and, and type of success that the game had. Yeah. Well, you know, I... I... I partially agree there because that whole feeling good is very time-based. You know, early on, you're feeling good because you signed the game. And as time goes on, that can go up and down depending on what direction that takes. Either it's development true. It's true. or the game being released and all that. So it's it's yeah. it depends yeah. on, you know, past Julio, future Julio, present Julio. <laughs> uh, so, three so Julios. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So... Uh, uh, it is one thing that you're you can still set your expectations and and one of those things of course have to do with you know we've always talked about this make sure you you early on get get an advance right get an advance on on the game where you're signing it and at the very least you got something out of it and then mm-hmm. everything after that is is it can go out from there you know right right um advances you say what <laughs> Hey, that's something we should talk some more about, money and advances. Yeah, so I brought this topic and and you know, that's a segue, right? Yeah, that was a, um, that was a solid segue, man. I was impressed. I set you up. I set you up. It was good. Um, so no, I mean, this one is 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 going to be a good one because I wanted to talk bring the topic about not just advances, but royalties uh and just money that we designers as an in- get as an income mm-hmm. with anything related to board game design and this not just in general terms i would like to talk you know about you know numbers and cents uh as an engineer that's my bread and butter mm-hmm. um so uh, i on my side i have like my tracking spreadsheet of my different years so i'll be talking about uh my last five years from 2018 to 2022 uh and I'm, I may not talk about specific publishers that royalties here oh, and course, there, but I'll talk yeah, about, yeah. you know, kind of what what I kind of got in royalties and advances on different types of games. Mm-hmm. Of course, as the audience knows me quite well in some of my games, you may extrapolate information to figure out which game is which. Uh, right. So if you're an OK investigator, you'll probably figure it out. If you're an OK but, investigator, keep it to yourself. <laughs> so uh but again i'm i'm okay with sharing this information this is something that i actually i kind of saw on twitter a couple months ago some you know higher profile designers sharing this I kind of information yeah. yeah and and you know and that was refreshing to see you know it's obviously you know kind of like a, it's cool that they seen that kind of success uh right. and and where they can go from there but it's also this kind of transparency is definitely needed from a designer right. point of view, because I assure you that publishers definitely talk about these things, you know, how, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You, you know, between each other at the very least, uh, not publicly, but if we don't talk about this uh, a little more publicly, then, then how are people going to be 
educated to making you know a, the right decision when signing a game or or talking co- contract right. terms and all that. So, yeah, I mean, the only people that win when you don't talk about payments and salaries is is the the owners of the companies, right? Because that benefits them. Uh, even if they're not trying to be like tricky about it, it still is more beneficial for us to talk more in detail. And I, I will say, along with refreshing, some of those numbers were daunting. I mean, there were designers posting that they were making six figures and detailing that as designers, yeah. which is that is obviously not the standard, right? There are a mm-hmm. lot of us doing a lot less than that. Um, but uh, but still, that was uh, cool to see, right? Um, and for the ones I saw that were doing really well, a lot of them had specific jobs within the industry working as designers or developers, uh, which obviously makes a you know nice income boost for them, uh, yeah. which is why I think you see a lot of designers also working specifically for companies, because if you want to make a steady income, that is the easiest way to do that, right? Um, yeah. And and one we had an episode some time back about expenses as a designer, yep, and we yep. did talk about numbers there. So I will probably talk about those as well as a right. reference of you know how much my income is, be, be, and how much my expenses are, and and of course there's a profit in there. Right. Um, so uh, I just want to throw out that I will not be talking as specific about numbers, not because I don't want to share, but uh, because I don't track things as detailed as you do. <laughs> even though I should. So, um, so yeah, so I'm not going to pull up all my records and stuff, but I do know I've got some pretty good ideas around, uh, what I can talk about and share. So, yeah. Yeah. And the reason why I am tracking this like that is because I always thought of this, uh, as a business, I had it, uh, Julian Azario games as a sole proprietorship. And then I turned it into an LLC. Um, so it is something that, you know, it's, it's needed, uh, for yeah, a and- company. And some of my stuff is a little harder to explain because it is uh, it is with my actual business <laughs> mixed together because I just I put it all together. Um, hmm. So maybe yeah, that's you know a, I mean? another episode in the future. Right, right. Uh, but that's changing. With me, uh, I'm going back to school, so that's changing a bit. So yeah, yeah. So that'll uh, that'll all change. Okay, so are we ready then? We're ready. Yes. So uh, let's talk some numbers. So uh, 2018 was the year that I kind of started. Well, I actually started designing in 20 at uh, the end of 2017. Um, so uh, I got a game. I got two games signed in 2018. Um, and and here's the thing. These were my first games that I signed. And I actually signed them fairly close together. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and royalties, not royalties, uh, advances were offered and i didn't negotiate so there were advances from the start on these contracts one of them being it was a 500 dollars advance mm-hmm. and both of these games were fairly in the medium range uh and one thing to that's important here and it kind of puts a little uh wrench in all this is that i have signed games that have been returned to me um at this point i have signed i think about a dozen games or so uh, and at least maybe four or five have been returned. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so, so there are games here that I've, I've gotten uh, advances for that have, were never released and stuff. So, right. so I, one one advance I got for a game was five hundred dollars, while the other advance was twenty two hundred dollars. And this was something that I was very, uh, and, and it was a, a big change, right? Because both and of it, these yeah. games 
were were signed very similar close to each other but of course the first one that i signed was the 500 one and then the other one the 2200 one was signed afterwards mm-hmm. now royalties wise the the percentage for those both of these games were five percent and we've talked about this in the past uh five percent i would consider to be the bare minimum that you would be able to accept uh, yeah you also, should accept. yeah also fairly standard sadly i think it's more uh i know that most of my contracts have been five to six or seven percent at the most i think and some of those are scaling so yeah and and for me it's five uh, i i got a game that was eight percent nice um, well done. so five to eight percent um and and of course this is hobby games right once you start talking about uh, uh mass market and stuff like that we're talking about the one to two percent and a five percent looks real good but you make up for that obviously <laughs> theoretically you make up for that in volume yeah exactly in quantities so um so that that was all honestly all the money i got that year for for design so we're talking about twenty seven hundred dollars um and then for my expenses that that year i you know i i I, because again conventions we talked about this in the past conventions and all the startup costs especially as a designer kind of getting more uh, uh, equipment and, and materials and all that, I spent about five, $5,500. So, yeah, uh, you know, yeah. I, I, I'm at the, on the black, you know, negative here, uh, $2,800. Right, right. But, uh, it, of course, this is kind of the, the, the start of it. You know, mm-hmm. advances and there's a hope for, you know, more money in the future. And I think, so for my first advances, which were back in 2012, 2013, I think, the first advance I got on a game was a thousand dollars, which was in. I was offered two companies, one set for the same game. They one okay. said, "We'll give you two hundred fifty dollars," and I think it was five percent. And the other one said, "I will give you a thousand dollars." And I'm, I'm not a fan of having to do the percentages, so the game is going to retail for um, twenty bucks. Was the plan uh, nineteen to twenty dollars? They said. I'll give you a dollar a copy, no matter how we sell it. Um, mm. Which, if you're talking about wholesaling it, that's actually a pretty solid deal. Yeah. Because uh, at five percent, that's that's more than you would make at a wholesale. Uh, I signed with a thousand dollar one. Um, they never published the game, uh, and then I turned around and signed later with a two hundred fifty dollar one, and they never signed the game. Um, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and my expenses, I, I think most, almost every year, probably my expenses are higher than my income simply because <laughs> going to game conventions is expensive. And the better I do, the more conventions I go to, uh, which is just expensive. So, yeah. And, and one thing that's going to be important here, at least from my side, and I know it's something that you're expecting in the future is, is the mass market games, right? So mm-hmm. I have had, uh, games in mass market, uh, and, and you're not going to talk about those numbers as well. Uh, and that does make a big difference for sure. Um, so 2019, um, not 2019. Yeah, because t- that was 2018 last one. And 2019, I it seems that I may have signed three games in 2019. Um, and again, advances range. Uh, I have 500. I had uh, two, 2,000 and 1,000. Um, so again, right. advances between 500 and 2,000 is pretty standard. Anything above that, you know, it's definitely uh, bigger publishers. Uh, uh, and, of course, you know, 
I know some some designers uh, have a little more leeway once you start getting more recognized and, and all that. At this point for me, even though I had signed games, uh, none of my games came out just yet. Um, it is important to note that I know for a fact that uh, one of these games, the $500 one, the publisher originally did not have any advance listed. And I asked for it. Um, and this is important to note the I for me, I give value uh, on the games based on, on their size, right? And of course, that kind of has to do with production and, and expected MSRP and stuff like that, which I can't really know this early on. But, you know, the size of the game at least gives you that kind of information. Mm-hmm. So this kind of, you know, medium-sized game, I would expect at the very least a $500 advance. But, you know, uh, something like a game that would be $60, uh, you know, I would expect something higher in the thousand to two thousand dollar range um and then stuff smaller stuff like a one uh a 54 card game you know i would be okay with two hundred dollars or you know anything smaller than that a hundred dollars even what i want from publishers is to put a stake in the game right early on Mm -hmm. yeah at the very least uh and and then from there you know we'll 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 see what happens but and i I think on that note with the advances too, like I, I don't think never be afraid to ask for an advance. Um, and I had a company once um, offer, they said, we don't generally do advances. And I said, no, nah, I need an advance. Um, and so I said, I like, and I, we talked about a thousand and they agreed to a thousand, but they paid it in chunks. So like they paid mm-hmm. like uh, 250 up front and then like 250 at another point, And then 500 when the games, uh, shipped like when the games were okay. created um and i was like yeah I, i'm on board with that that's fair right i mean um and 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 the thing with advances you know the the name advance and that's advance on royalties and that's something that again it's fairly standard in the industry but something that i would like to see and and i haven't really pushed for uh because I, I don't think i'm, I'm that's uh kind of spot to be able to negotiate this but right uh essentially i would like to instead of be advances on royalties to just be a bonus, like a signing bonus. You know, you can get five hundred dollars, mm-hmm. and then it doesn't go against your royalties when you start getting royalties on the game. Right, right, and that's—I've never asked for that. Have you asked for that? I have not. Again, I'm—I've spoken with people that have done that and asked right, for that, but they—they right. they may be in a different situation. Now, I feel like I feel like there's that most people would tell us no <laughs> if we asked for that. Well, I mean, it's like everything, you know, if you're already in these right. negotiation moments, then asking for it, right. it may right. be okay. Because again, especially if it's the first time signing with that publisher, they don't know what you've, you've signed in the past and what kind of uh, contracts you have. So that may be something That's that That's they true. never considered. And what, the worst thing that they can say is no. So right. I usually just ask for an advance because I'm just, I'm very big on, like you mentioned, they invest in the game ahead of time. That way, if it all goes south, then I'm able to uh, have something for the game and for the wasted time of not being able to pitch that game to other companies that might actually publish it, right? Yeah, yeah. And uh, on this 2019 year, I had, so I have advances, royalties, and other. And after that, I've kind of have put in more information on what that other is. But in this one, I got $445. And I don't know what that was, to be honest. <laughs> I, I know it was in the game. <laughs> But essentially, uh, this uh, twenty nineteen year is thirty eight hundred dollars. Again, not right. not a lot, but it is some nice 
nice uh, uh, spending money for sure. Right, right. Uh, and and on my expenses is fifty five hundred dollars. So it kind of stayed the same with uh, with uh, last year, which was twenty eighteen. So twenty twenty. Uh, 2020 for me, uh, it, obviously, it's a very different year in the sense of, hey, uh, COVID started happening, but for me, my first game started coming out. So this is where royalties start coming in. Um, so uh, I, I think I signed in 2020 uh, two games or three mm-hmm. games maybe. Uh, and again, royalties spanned from $1,500 um to 400 and this 400 one was was a a, a co-design uh so that was an 800 hundred dollar advance mm-hmm. um and then royalties wise uh royalties started coming in for the different games i had uh you know in total let's see like i had 700 uh royalties for first game you know mm-hmm. first royalty check 700 dollars. that's pretty good and of course this is against royalties so uh, whatever the advance was was deducted from that, and then uh, for quarter three I had uh, eleven hundred dollars, and then uh, in the quarter four, uh, and this is kind of where, as you all know, I had a game in mass market. Mm-hmm. I, ha- I had almost ten thousand dollars in royalties on nice uh, one quarter. Uh, that's that's awesome, right? right. right? So you know it, it really made a, a a big difference, and I'm like, well, you know, that's definitely something. You know, at, at this point, you're like, well, you know, if uh, if I could do this, maybe I can do it again kind of thing. And that this kind of thing, obviously, money is a big motivator sometimes. And, and that's fine. Right. Um, uh, but sets an expectation that sometimes it's, it's hard to achieve again, in a sense. Right. Um, can I throw out a couple things? Yes. I actually went back and looked on some sheets. So uh, back in 2019 for me, I've mentioned this before, but I never said what I got paid for it. So I thought since we're doing that, I will. So I had a company that I talked to a local company that was like, hey, can you design a kid's game for us? And I pitched them the idea. Um, They asked what I wanted for that design. I thought I can probably put 40 to 80 hours into this game tops. Um, so I asked for a thousand dollars up front and a thousand dollars at the time that it was completed, that I gave them the final version. They yeah. agreed to that. Uh, I feel pretty confident that I spent less than 80 full hours working on the game. Um, it didn't require a ton of testing because it was, it was, it was not that kind of game. Um, and they did a lot of the testing, frankly, for me. Um, I played it a few times with my kids. They played it a bunch. Uh, they would come back and ask for changes. Um, but that was pretty great because all the work I knew I was getting 2k out of that just for doing the work mm-hmm. um, and without having to wait for that. Um, I also, I don't know what year this was overall in total. I would say that with, with the production and sales of water balloon washout, I want to say that that's probably made around 10 K total from that. Yeah. Um, that's a, that's, I would say give or take one K on either side of that. Mm-hmm. Um, because I sold it so many times, I sold it in little pieces, right? But then I had that mass sale, uh, where I made, I sold like 400 copies yeah, I uh, remember for, that. for a good price. I think that was four or $5,000 right there. Um, so anyways, um, so that was that stuff for and me. What was and the print, the print run on that? 1100 copies. So, yeah, cool. um, yeah. Um, and, uh, and that was via Kickstarter. So it was fully funded via Kickstarter. 
and then everything yeah. was just gravy after that. Um, and then in 2020, um, so I, unlike you, while I've had some great games out there, I've never had games that are selling a ton of copies, right? Most of the print runs that I've done have been 5,000 or less copies. Um, so, you know, for me, royalties, you know, a thousand dollar royalty is pretty solid. If I get a check like that, I'm yeah. pretty happy. Um, yeah. I would say that over those years, I probably made three to four thousand dollars from royalties off those different games that I did. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I have a signing bonus, not a signing bonus, <laughs> Kevin, think about <laughs> <You> an, advance, <laughs> an advance, uh, in 2020 of 500 bucks. And that was, that was all I had that year because I didn't sign any other games that year that got in advance. And, uh, yeah. So, so, uh, I mean, that's awesome. And obviously it kind of sets, uh, uh, people hearing numbers kind of get, uh, different expectations because again, like you said, you, and, and, and for me, it's kind of the same. I mean, maybe my, my, some of my games have printed more than there's a certain normal amount of, of print run. Uh, mm-hmm. but that hasn't been the case for all my games, obviously. Well, it's so, in its, I mean, like people know some of the games you've done, even if they weren't technically mass market, right. They were like half mass, right. <laughs> you have yeah. like games that are like, that are like, they go to the big retailers. They're just, they're not being ever. Some of them aren't being like evergreen staying there forever, but that means that you get a pretty solid return. I mean, a $10,000 check for that it, mm-hmm. for a quarter is pretty dang impressive. It, um, it is and, and yeah. you know obviously so, i was very very excited so this year it was thirteen thirteen thousand dollars in in you know between advances and, and royalties um and awesome. then it, but here's the thing and this is kind of <laughs> this is kind of the it seems to be the normal i started listening to to like profit for a profit first audiobook it was called it was mm-hmm. very interesting uh, and once you start making money in, in whatever business you have, you start spending more money, right? Because, you know, yeah. the whole thing of you got to spend money to make money. Uh, so at this point, you know, my expenses rose uh, a lot. You know, uh, I, I, I spent uh, $9,000. Right, um, right, right. And I think some of that, some of those expenses, um, I think I had like my salary. Obviously, that's not an expense, but... It's I kind of put it as a, you know, how much money I, I'm spending, how much money I have in the bank account left. So right, a yeah. lot of salary kind of goes to me, obviously. So I know for salary, I, I think I let's see for salary. I have it here. Uh, it was around five thousand dollars. So that's kind of I use five thousand dollars for so that was money. You said that's my money. I'm going to go do ex- something cool with it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So let's say uh, my expenses were, uh, you know, uh, I guess five thousand dollars so i guess it stayed the same so i did get something mm-hmm. out of it this mm-hmm. is the first time that i'm kind of spending money for myself there so right. that obviously felt nice and this is of course 2020 so things are are, uh, are a little different from what the normal is and again mm-hmm. i'm still signing games but uh 2021 i would say is kind of the 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 top um mm-hmm. because i was still kind of having a lot of games that had signed they started coming out and i started getting more money from that mm-hmm. um so essentially and this is and this is uh uh i have a lot of numbers here so uh <laughs> um so i have royalty payments uh mm-hmm. on the on the lower side that range from let's see royalties from 590 dollars 
to two thousand dollars and then there's one again this is from from the mass market side mm-hmm, of things mm-hmm, yeah and this was the the big one nineteen thousand dollars nice so this is that's obviously pretty yeah. awesome man and and here's and here's the kicker this was january 2021 when i got this uh-huh. and my son was born in january 2021. <laughs> and you were like oh thank goodness this is like a sign from god honestly yeah, like, you're like well this is already spent <laughs> Uh, essentially yes yeah um so but but it was it was something that for me it felt like you know that hard work is paying off and and my family is seeing that and and Mm -hmm. and and it's definitely something that you know i'm I'm not trying to flex here or anything because uh you know it's hard work that i've done and i know that everybody else is doing and it gets Mm -hmm. you Mm -hmm. know you get uh your return at different times uh in in your career Right. right Uh, right. and, and this was, was one that, uh, you know, I obviously excited about. So right. the, well, the, sorry, go ahead. I was just saying, I mean, the scale is, is also, it's, it's a little weird because like you mm-hmm. put in a ton of hard work on a game, uh, and that game could end up giving you royalties of $500 or $19,000, mm-hmm. right? Because it depends on the type of game, who buys it, what they do with it. And there are a lot of factors there, right? I mean, you kind of have to do your hard work put it to the hopefully the right people and cross your fingers and see what happens. Right. I mean, that's the thing, you know? Exactly. Yeah. And, and, and the thing is both of us have not gotten uh, an evergreen game. So, right. right. And that's when you're getting those $10,000 checks a couple times a year, uh, which is, which is all right. You know, or, or, or you know, a thousand dollar checks every, uh, you know, a couple times a year for, yeah. For 10 years or whatever so yeah and there's that's great right i mean that helps cover expenses um for sure for my, sure my 2021 income uh i had an advance from mass market publisher of 750 dollars. that was half of the advance uh mm-hmm. when we agreed upon everything and moved forward it was going to be another 750 uh and then uh i've told this story before it was for a kid's game. Uh, they just couldn't find the interest at market for it. Yeah. They had some stuff lined up for an IP and things look really good. I even saw mock-ups and it broke my heart when it didn't work out. But I got to keep that money. Uh, and then I got another 400 that year for doing some game design consulting for a company that was trying to add some game design to the things they were doing. Mm-hmm. Um, that was really refreshing and fun. It was just kind of a different thing. And it just kind of dropped in my lap. Somebody's like, hey, I hear you're doing consulting. Um, you know, what, what would your rate be? And so I, I, I pitched a number, um, I guess for that number, um, I, I think we agreed on 75 bucks an hour for that ish, mm-hmm. um, which is super good. I, I, that was, um, that was, uh, a reduced rate down from what I would charge for like my corporate rate for doing like any sort of, uh, consulting on anything. Um, yeah. not necessarily games. Um, and yeah, and but normally, were, normally when you're doing games, you're doing it for free, right? So if anybody, right. can yeah, I mean, and this was, at least you're was still, yeah. yeah, and so, so that was my that was my stuff. For, I didn't have any royalties that I tracked coming in. I, I'm pretty confident I had like probably small royalties coming in these years of like less than a thousand dollars, and that I wasn't tracking <laughs> because it was small <laughs> and I was just cashing the checks and not paying attention. Uh, so, but it wasn't a meaningful amount by any stretch of the imagination. So, well, and, and that whole, you know, meaningful amount, you know, that's defined by us individually, right? Fair Uh, enough. Like like obviously this year for me, a meaningful amount is $19,000. That's like crazy. Well, that's super, I would agree with that. (laughs) 
<laughs> you know, obviously, so, but, but, you know, in previous years and even future years, that's, you know, that meaningful amount is, is a different, uh, for, for sure. Mm -hmm. But, uh, in 2021, again, it, it is, has been honestly my best year, uh, so far. Mm -hmm. Um, so, so, um, I, I signed, uh, two games that year and I had an advance of $1,500. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and then the other one, uh, I had an advance of $2,000. So this is interesting because, uh, the $1,500 one at that point, I actually, there was an advance of $500 and I asked for $1,500. Mm -hmm. uh, and the contractor, the contractor, the publisher agreed uh, to that to that amount. Um, and at this point, I'm I'm uh, I think I also because we were talking about royalties earlier, I I um, I went from they were asking for five percent, they're offered five percent, and I asked for six percent, um, and they agreed to that as well. Um, so again, you being able to negotiate and even if mm -hmm. you don't think you're, you're in a position to negotiate, it doesn't hurt to ask. Same as asking for, 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 uh, um, uh, an advance. Yeah. Yes. Agreed. And I've got some thoughts on that for 2022 when we moved to 2022. <laughs> well, still in 2021. Um, I also did some contract work. Um, yep. And, and this, I didn't, I don't do contract work by rate. I just say, Hey, uh, this is what you want. And they kind of offered something. And essentially they, they said, Hey, we're gonna, we're gonna pay you for the whole de design of this, uh, uh, $12,000. Nice. And again, yeah. and again, it, but it wasn't going to be paid early. It was going to stag, you know, I guess it was, I think it was like a thousand dollars every two weeks or something like that. Um, uh, until everything was was done, so obviously that's also a, a big one, um, and 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 this is something that you know I worked on, and you know you can determine what that was, mm -hmm. um, but it, it, again it was worth it ultimately. Um, and the last thing, and this is kind of a little inside, um, so there are bigger publishers out there. There's mass market publishers, not mass market games that get published in the mass market, but you can deal with mass market publishers as well. And this obviously had NDAs attached to it and stuff like that. But um, there's different steps. And we've already talked about when you getting evaluated by a mass market publisher. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that can happen is that they can, um, they can option your, your games. Right. And right. Right. And essentially what that means is that they, uh, they take the game and they say, okay, we're going to pay you. So you don't show it to anybody else. It's kind of works like an advance, but they're not having, they haven't even signed the game. So that shows you the different scale of what we're dealing with here. Like we've got smaller right. publishers and medium-sized publishers that they, you know, they kind of fighting to get a thousand dollar advance where these publishers are just paying you just for them to evaluate the game and be the only ones to mm -hmm. evaluate it. Mm -hmm. and, and in this case, we're talking about $10,000 of uh, 10 to $5,000 of option yeah. money. And it's um, free money. It's basically don't pitch this game to someone else. And we may or Which may not normally, sign it. It's yeah. literally the best kind of game design money ever. <laughs> yeah, and and uh, which is normally what we do, right? We normally don't pitch other games to publishers as being evaluated, right, right. right? But in the mass market space, that's a little different. Like yeah, people, yeah. it's you know, time is money, and 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 my game is money. I it's the best idea ever. And as publishers see that, then they they want to. Uh, capitalize on that opportunity and pay you for it. So mm -hmm. 
ultimately 2021 uh was a was again my best year um and mm-hmm. and my profits that year were were forty six thousand dollars that's fantastic um, man yeah i mean that's that's a job right so and i've mentioned this before board game design is a hobby but at this point it became a, a jobby right um I'm, I'm putting a lot of time into it and getting paid for it accordingly uh mm-hmm. and, and and i was okay with that again i i just had a baby and this extra income was, was great um so on the expenses side i think on salary let's see on salary i pay myself 25 24 000 so mm-hmm. again uh, 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 a job an extra job there um and and in expenses i spent a lot um again because this is kind of an opportunity to capitalize and invest on my on my design mm-hmm. company again as you know i i bought uh, uh the laser cutter and and yeah. i know yeah. i bought like uh furniture for my storage and stuff like that mm-hmm. and of course oh, yeah, man. i've spent thousands and thousands of dollars on equipment for game design that i did not have to spend but i wanted to because it makes you know things work well yes yeah, so so ultimately in, in expenses it was about, it was about twenty thousand dollars um that much on on that year which is you know crazy looking at it now i'm like i gotta check these numbers and see where that money went see if what i can get back but mm-hmm. <laughs> no but but you know obviously it was uh um it's I guess making money and managing money are two separate things that, and we can always work on the latter. Right. Right. And be better at it. Yeah. So that was 2021. So do you want to, do you want to go ahead with 2022 since sure. you said you. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. So 2022, um, I got $1,500 in advances, um, uh, from a couple different companies. Um, one of those was offered, um, the uh the smaller of the two the larger one was not offered um and myself and the co-designer said hey we uh we kind of like an advance we usually get an advance on this kind of stuff do you do advances they said not typically uh we said they said but we'd be willing to negotiate one and they said how much do you want and uh so we said we both want a thousand dollars and they said done like literally five minutes later and we said crap (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you probably should have set a higher number. Um, but, um, you know, it was just really cool to have like, no, we want this and we're going to swing big. And they were like, yeah, no problem. Done. Um, yeah. <laughs> whereas, you know, I mean, some smaller publishers, you know, they literally can't afford that. Um, or, you know, you'll say like, could I get an advance? Like, how about $250? And like, you're like, okay. You know, I mean, if you're okay with that, that's great. Um, so, um, yeah, so that was a pretty good deal. I also got paid um, an additional around $200 for some writing that I did uh, for a game, um, mm-hmm. which was new to me. And it was, I mean, it was only a few hours of work. Um, and they had just said, hey, we'd like to hire you to do some writing for this. And I was like, sure, you know. Um, and honestly, I would have done it for probably for nothing because I like, I like wanted, you know, I wanted to work on it. Um, but I got paid to do it. So that was cool. Um and uh yeah yeah so so that was my um that was my 2022 not a big year i i'm excited to be able to report numbers for 2023 uh, yeah, when that happens because i'm on the cusp of some stuff and i think actually 2024 
um maybe like that may be my best year uh so far i hope it is uh based on some stuff i have coming out um you know i'm hoping that this is kind of set up for the for the steamroller to move you know through here um like kind of like you did with some of your stuff yeah and and again there's there's a lot of this information that is really it's really out there like for example um you think of a game like wingspan they announced that they sold over a million copies right wingspan is a 60 dollar game and let's say let's say it's elizabeth hargraves i don't know second sign game or first sign game and i know jamie uh, uh steckmeyer has been very open about his uh 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 royalty rates and stuff like that so i think that's like seven or eight percent or something you can you can calculate how much money that is you know yeah, we're talking about yeah. Yeah. millions of dollars in royalties, yeah. if not, I guess, million maybe. or Yeah, I mean, you, you have a designer that you can pinpoint to a specific game and say that designer has made over a million dollars off that game. Mm-hmm. Like, for sure. Probably more than that. Um, but even to say they made a million, I mean, because there's no way that they're making less than a dollar a copy, right? Yeah. When you yeah. do the math. This is impossible. It's probably at least $2 a copy. Um, even at wholesale. And if you're looking at that, I mean, that is $2 million right there, you know, which is more than pretty much all of us that we know get paid in our normal jobs. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, I, I, um, but that shows you um, somebody like Elizabeth has been incredibly selective uh, about who she's working with now and what she's putting out there. Um, and I'll say that, like, I, I respect the hell of her for that. Right. I think she's, an awesome person who's doing the right thing, but like she earned the privilege to do that. Right. Like yeah. when you've made that much money off game, a game and you've, you know, made your name with that, you get to get to be super picky like that. Right. Um, that can be a little harder for, for people like us. Right. Yes. Um, you know, success breeds success uh, right, in right. a sense. And then kind of, and again, you know, she's earned every single bit of it. I think she's yeah. awesome. And I think she's using her platform and her success, as we saw with Unpub and her going and playing people's games and then tweeting about it and trying to help people. Um, those are the type of people you want succeeding in your community, right? That's that's a big deal. Yeah. And and now to talk about my 2022 year, right? You know, this huge year 2021. But again, right here in 2022, this is the tail end of the pandemic and, you know, conventions starting up again. Haven't had a you know as normal as much success with mm-hmm. signing games and getting games returned because of the you know the 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 shipping crisis and and all the backlog of games that publishers had. So you know I, I was hurt a lot on that. So uh, I signed one game and the the royalties on that uh, the advance on that was a thousand dollars, and then I still have some contract work left. And that was about three thousand dollars. And then on the royalty side, it's kind of petering out with the games. Yeah, yeah. It, it, I had uh, four hundred and one hundred and fifty dollars. So, so here we're talking about uh, the pro, you know, in profits, um, not profits, uh, I guess income, uh, fifty three hundred dollars. So it right. kind of goes back to 2018, 2019 years. And of course, after going through this whole big twenty twenty one year, that kind of is one of those things that crap, you know. Uh, and it, it, it doesn't feel good after having such a huge high, right? Uh, I think one of the things that shows that's really interesting is that like why, you know, you'd said none of your games have been an evergreen game and it shows the power in an evergreen game. When you talk about a game like Wingspan, let's pretend Wingspan has, you know, sold over a million copies, right? 
And how, I don't know, what year did Wingspan come out? Like three or four years ago? 2019, I think. 2019. So let's say that, let's say Wingspan sold 50,000 copies a year for the next 10 years, right? Pretend that's all it ever sold. It's 50,000 copies a year. You end up with 500,000 copies sold over 10 years. That evergreen long tail basically of that game right because it's never going to do the same thing for 10 years in a row i'm just averaging right yeah yeah you're still making 50 to 100 thousand dollars at a dollar to two bucks a game off that game right every Mm -hmm. year and that i mean that's where you know because like you said everything's kind of petering out for the stuff you had right because a lot of the kind of like kind of mass market games to where they get them out there but they're not evergreen. So, I mean, they are mass market, but you know what I mean? They're not evergreen yeah, mass yeah, market. Yeah, yeah. They get out there, they make a splash, you make money, everybody makes money, and then they then they kind of tail off, right? And um, and I think because there's a lot of games now, a lot of games have a lot shorter tail than they would have, you know, um, as they kind of trail off there. So, yeah. that I mean, it just kind of puts it back on us as designers who want to make an income of, okay, I have to keep building and I have to keep pushing forward if we want to make a steady income out of it and then hope at some point we just, you know, publish a, a big hit and then we're good <laughs> for a while. Yeah, yeah. And and this, for me, it kind of made me realize that maybe I'm, I'm, I just are more successful in, in, I guess, in a convention environment and stuff like that because I think that definitely felt like I, I hurt me uh, to not be able to show my games mm-hmm. in person yeah. and stuff like that. Um, and I know in 2022, my, my daughter was born. So that obviously I wasn't focused as much on design for that reason. So, so, and I understand that that's a decision that I made and I, and I don't regret it. So, uh, you know, with the $5,300 that I had for that, I, my expenses were still in the, you know, $5,100. Um, so, right. So still went to a couple of conventions and still, you know, spent money on different things. So, uh, and salary here, I still, you know, I, well, I guess, no, I guess I didn't really spend the $5,000. So that, so it was about, uh, $1,500 I had in expenses because I didn't go to a lot of conventions right. and I still had a salary cause I, I paid yeah. myself, uh, $4,000. Yeah. So, yep. so that's, and I think it's like, good that you note that by the way, like, Hey, this is money that I just said, you earned this Julio, you take it and use it for what you need to. That's not in a game expense. Right. And I've certainly done that with some of my money. I know when I sold water balloon washout, I bought like a play set for my kids. So <laughs> when I did the big <laughs> sale of it to that company. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, so again, it, it is, uh, uh, this is a five year cycle, my first five years, which is, which is crazy. You know, I, mm-hmm. I'm very fortunate that it, it has gone that way. And, and I'm just excited what comes in the future. Again, at this point, I'm 31 years old. So I, I, you know, I believe, and I hope that I have a long life ahead of me, you know, I, you know, you never know. Um, but uh, I'm excited what comes next, you know. So, and this kind of shows that there is definitely a, an opportunity here to have some success and also have fun and meet great people. So, um, mm-hmm. I just want to keep being part of this community for sure. Yeah, no, that is fantastic. Awesome. Well, good discussion. Uh, yeah. Do you do you want to <laughs> talk about a game or no? Um, to be honest, uh, I don't. I, I'm like, you know, it's 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 like a lot going through all this and i'm like it is that's fair yeah i think it's okay for us not to 
Uh, I know that's really hard for you because the rules are that we do, but, uh, but we're going to, we're going to just diverge from that tonight. And we're going to, I mean, I think that, you know, this is an impactful conversation that we've had and, um, and, you know, for those of you listening, especially those of you in the BTG discord group, like if you ever want super specifics about things, I think that I could volunteer that Julio and I both are pretty open about that stuff. There's certainly more we can talk about when we're not on the air. Um, but like, yeah, I mean, I, I, uh, have a lot of hope for the future and things. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, one thing I was going to mention, we were talking about, I thought of this as we were talking about like the big games, right. And like what happens with those and, and how big of a splash do they make? I was talking with a publisher in, in the contract, uh, under payments, I saw like a specific payment related to the Kickstarter and it broke out the amount of money they made on Kickstarter um and like said if we make this much this is what you'll get if we make that much and 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 that started at six figures and went to seven um not for what i would earn but for what the kickstarter could earn um and that was that was weird (laughs) to see that in a contract like you know when you want to think about being hopeful like something like that was like oh this is real i mean it's probably the same way you felt when you got i mean yeah, no, you felt better when you got the big check for 19 grand, but still it's that, it's that feeling of like, oh my gosh, like this was unexpected. Right. Um, and it makes you feel like, Hey, we're onto something here. And, and that is, I think, you know, one of the driving forces here to feel like you're onto something mm-hmm. and, and it is doable, right? It's doable. Um, yeah. And you, can, and you don't have to have an evergreen, uh, to be successful at it. Not at all. You, Not at you all. don't have to have a, uh, you know, five figure, four figure, you know, ch- you know five figure check to, right, to be right. successful at it. Right. You know, there's, yeah. there's definitely a, a, a good value in, in just, you know, at the very least doing something that, that you like to do and mm-hmm. you hope to sign in the future and, and maybe make some money out of it and just go from there. You know, again, going back to our previous conversations, setting those, setting those goals. Right. And, and, you know, go up from there. Mm-hmm. I'll, uh, I think I'll end this with a quote, uh, a paraphrasing oh uh, from Banana Chan, uh, who tweeted recently. Uh, she said, inside me, there are two wolves. One of them uh, wants to design games uh, like Forgery, which is one she just made, uh, where you are a painting, uh, a forger, a painting forger, uh, and you, uh, you get commissioned to, to paint a cursed painting. Uh, and the whole game is a paint by number RPG. And she yeah. said, and the other one wants to design mass market party games that pay the bills. <laughs> and then she shared no context. Right. And, um, and I, I think that what's really cool about that is those are two versions of success within one person is what she's mm-hmm. saying. Right. Yeah. There's games that are super personal to you that may not make a ton of money, but it's important to you to get them out there. And then there are games that you may love the heck out of, but, you know, they get out there and they, and they do really well. And both those are kinds of success. And you have to, uh, you have to really understand what success is to you. Um, and stay tuned for that. We're going to, we're going to talk more about that in a future episode. And uh, I think it's going to be super cool. So, but I appreciate you Julio for coming on and, uh, being very open about all this stuff. Yeah, man. Again, uh, this kind of information, what, what, what what am I going to do with it? You know, I, I might as well, 
use it to to educate people and yes, educate yes. the builders out there. Well, I mean, with the kind of information you were sharing, I think take it to the bank is what you're going to do with it, pal. <laughs> <laughs> well, to my so. pocket. And then <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah. So, uh, listeners, I really hope you enjoyed this conversation. This was this was a good one. Uh, if you want to get in touch with us, you can, of course, go to buildingthegamepodcast.com. There, find a link to our Discord. Join that. Check us out. Hang out with us. Uh, you can email us at buildingthegamepodcast at gmail.com. You can find us on the Twitter at podcastbtg, at jaslingerlin, and at Nasaru. Or, and, if, you can keep coming back every single week. But until next time, good night. Buenas noches. Building the game, building the game, with Jason and friends, with Jason and friends. Building the game, building the game, with Jason and friends, with Jason and friends. The end of the episode, that's when it technically ends.